This couple owes $900,000. Warning, this is a story of massive debt and really just bad personal and financial choices. So this is going to give you some feels if you've done either one of those. Now here's what you need to know. Cynthia Marie Rogers, 59, graduated from Capital Law School and intended to become a lawyer in Ohio. As part of her bar admission, she was required to pass a character and fitness review, which is typical for aspiring lawyers to ensure they have good character to practice law. However, the Board of Commissioners on Character and Fitness of the Supreme Court of Ohio recommended that her bar admission be denied. Now the reason? The court said Rogers did not have the requisite character or fitness to practice law. Among the court's reasons are these. Rogers apparently filed numerous and potentially frivolous federal, state, and municipal lawsuits all before going to law school. Cases range from personal injury to property to bankruptcy, and among others. Rogers and her husband collectively owe $900,000 of student loan debt. This includes $340,000 of student loan debt from Rogers' husband for law, bachelor's, and associate's degrees, as well as a master's program. Now, Rogers told the court she is disabled and only can work part-time. She is enrolled in an income-driven repayment plan, which enables her pay a monthly student loan payment based on her discretionary income. Now, Rogers told the court that she expects that her student loans will either be forgiven or she will pay for the remainder of her life. The court noted in its opinion that Rogers borrowed the student loan debt with the knowledge that it would never be repaid. Now, can a state bar deny new admission to a lawyer due to student loans? Not exactly. Naturally, most recent law school graduates have student loan debt when they apply for bar admission. Now, if student loans would disqualify a prospective lawyer, then many new law school graduates would not become members of a state bar. That said, fitness and moral character are important components for bar admission. While student loans in isolation may not disqualify an applicant, state bars can evaluate the totality of the circumstances to reach an overall judgment on an applicant's moral character. In this case, the court believed that Rogers misused the legal system by filing numerous lawsuits. The court also found that Rogers borrowed a significant amount of student loan debt and did not intend to repay the loans in full. Now, in the court's judgment, 
This was enough to deem Rogers not fit to become a member of the bar. Now, student loan forgiveness, because this was mentioned in her situation. Importantly, income-driven repayment plans do not magically forgive your student loans. First, income-driven repayment plans such as IBR, PAYE, REPAYE, and ICR are only for federal student loans. Private student loans are not eligible for forgiveness from the federal government. Second, you must recertify your income each year with the federal government, which means your student loan payments can change over time. Third, to qualify for student loan forgiveness, you must make on-time payments for 20 or 25 years. Fourth, the amount of student loan forgiveness you can receive is equal to the remaining amount of your student loans after 20 or 25 years, not the total student loan balance with which you started. Fifth, you owe income tax on the amount of student loan forgiveness you receive from an income-driven repayment plan. For some, that's worth the trade-off. Now, that being said, Another thing that you got to understand is that with student loan forgiveness, this whole plan, this whole program, I believe less than 1% of people who have applied for it actually received the student loan forgiveness. So it doesn't really work. And basically, the federal government has completely shoved a massive, you know, two foot sausage up your butt, basically. Like, they promised to basically take care of people, and they didn't, right? They tried to make things better for people, but they didn't. It's the government. You can't really expect them to really take care of you in any situation. Like, think about it. You pay them in taxes, but what do they really do with those taxes except for going into more debt? Like, they can't even manage the money correctly, so you got to really... Take it for what it's worth. Like, you know, it's like you're not going to be forgiven on your student loans. Now, this also brings into the conversation of, you know, what would happen if, say, a Democratic candidate were to actually become the president, right? And they try to basically forgive student loans, right? The thing is, you can never really forgive student loans, like Financially, you cannot do that because when you think about it, it has to be paid somehow. That bill has to be paid somehow. Now, some people might think, you know, the rich is going to be paying for it or the businesses are going to be paying for it. No, that's not the case. Every single citizen of the United States will be paying for that student loan forgiveness. Every single person. So that means. Every single person would need a massive increase in their tax rate to the point where probably every single person is going to be taxed probably 50 to 60%. Of course, you know, I'm just shooting from the hip from this, not using actual numbers. But for it to really actually have a chance to really work, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to force every single citizen in the country to pay a 50% plus tax rate, no matter what, right? That's really the only way. 
And that goes from all the way to the bottom, all the way to the top. Everyone's going to be paying that amount of money. Okay, that's the only way you'd be able to forgive people's student loans. But then you also got to think about it too. That would just make this almost a socialist country because when it comes down to it, are you really going to be paying other people, other people's like bad choices in getting student loans? Like, does that really make sense? Like, think about it. Say somebody that you know, like your friend, got into $300,000 of student loan debt. Well, you got no student loan debt because you worked four or five jobs, got scholarships, degrees, and more, and you didn't have to take out any student loan debt. But say that you were trying to, you know, forgive student loan debt, you're going to have to help pay for that person's student loan. So that's the way you got to really think about it. There's always a cost to everything, always. And if you ever try to have faith in the government taking care of you, that's never going to happen, period. So subscribe if you found this helpful at all. For weekly business and personal finance content and stories dealing with personal finance and business-related stuff. Now you can learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Feel free to hit the like. It helps the episode grow. Hit the bell to stay tuned for the notifications. Go check out 40inbox.com. Leave a comment and share and learn step-by-step how to make money with courses in the description of this episode. And feel free to get a free stock in the description by joining Robinhood through this special link. See you on future episodes. Feel free to submit any personal finance stories or money-related stories at our Instagram at 40 Box, or feel free to leave it in the comment section and make it like pretty in-depth so that we could actually create a pretty fun and interesting story and just go really into detail as to a personal story or a family member's story. It'd be pretty interesting. It'd be kind of cool to share onto this channel see you in future episodes and yeah hopefully you'll submit a story